0: Leafs Nation postgame. Okay, they're not all Picassos. Brent Gunning, Gord Stelick alongside me. Uh, Gordo, if you like fisticuffs in Florida, this one was for you. If you like Leafs wins, uh, not so much. What did you make of uh, an interesting tilt in Tampa tonight, Gord?
1: Well, I know we, we both joined George Russick and Roger Lajoie on intermissions, and uh, I'm a different age group than you, and I think Brent of the old Maple Leaf Gardens, when there was not the entertainment value in between when there were breaks and that. So the leather lung fans kind of got some prominence. And I just thought of boring, boring. <laughs> and then the deadly one would be, even if they were doing half decent, Argos like it just would get a laugh, you know, whatever. And, and Hey, good luck to pinball Clemens and all the argos this year, trying to make a comeback. Oh my God, Brent. Oh, my God. Like, the fisticuffs are irrelevant. Um, the game is irrelevant. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're talking now uh, Boston lost tonight. So th- this would have been intriguing had Toronto beat Tampa Bay and Boston beat Pittsburgh. Then all of a sudden you're looking at the Leafs playing Boston in the first round. But more and more, uh, it looks like the Leafs against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And this would be an ugly, ugly, ugly game to, you know, <laughs> base base any insight on in the playoffs yeah i think i think that's probably the
0: most interesting thing and uh, i'll state the final here eight one is your final for the lightning in florida i think maybe that's the most interesting thing is you know i'm sitting here i'm texting with people you know during the day we're getting fired up for this game i'm watching it unfold and normally the Leafs lose like this at this late in the season to the team they're almost certainly going to play in a week and a half or two weeks time in the playoffs, and there'd be a lot more panic. There'd be a lot more worry, but I think, and look, hey, not to say there's nothing you can take out of this game or nothing you can learn from it if you're Sheldon Keefe, if you're the Leafs themselves, but I think from everyone kind of looking, observing this one, you just go, you flush it. You didn't have Matthews. You had your backup goalie in. It was it was pretty much over five minutes into the second period. Well, once they got that that fifth mar- or the fourth marker there, you know, it just it feels to me like a game you can kind of kind of flush.
1: Do you realize the Lightning were five for six on the power play? <laughs> pretty good, <laughs> five for six on the power play. Like oh, so, but I'm agreeing with the flush. I'm agreeing with the flush. I thought. You know, it was about a decade ago. I remember Mike Babcock coaching Detroit when they were really good. And they had a game in Montreal, and it was a game like this. And he kind of said, yeah, you know what? We'll fly home, uh, have a couple of beers, won't even look at the tape. And, yep. you know, it was kind of with a chuckle. Now, the only little bit of difference is you're you're playing this team in the first round of the playoffs. So – and I'm not getting all worried about it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But, but you know, y- you mentioned – I wonder the word jacked up about the game, you know, because the Leafs have played some really good games of late. You know, you and I have really liked it. We've liked the buzz at Scotiabank Arena. Even though those games don't really matter per se, the fact they played so well is one of the reasons that they're playing Tampa Bay now rather than Boston. And yet, I don't know. I'm trying to think the vibe or buzz because it wasn't at home tonight what it was, but I don't know how much it just, it just wasn't there for the Leafs tonight or how much you give the Tampa Bay Lightning credit. I really, I really don't know which one you go at, but what a flat. Like, the Leafs look like the Philadelphia Flyers were when they played the Toronto Maple Leafs. Breath. That's how the Leafs look tonight
0: yeah I think I think what I what what I kind of take out of it or what I what I look at when you you see this is the lightning were really these two teams you know it's funny we think of the lightning and we don't think of them they are the back-to-back cup champs and they've been the you know the gold standard of the league for two three four seasons now but this is a team that's really been scuffling I think they had just three or four wins in their last 10 which for a team of that stat you know of that stature is not anywhere close to where they want to be and it felt to me like this was a real... You know, I don't I don't think they're sending the Leafs a message, but almost sending themselves a message tonight. And I'm talking about the Lightning saying, We need this one. We need to prove we can go and hang with this team and we need to have the big moment heading into the playoffs, you know, to kind of get that momentum back, to kind of lift themselves back up. Whereas the Leafs, they've been on a tear. They've won eight of their last ten heading into this one. We've talked about all the great games they, they've played as of late, and it's just it, it kind of felt to me like it was just a much more important game for the Lightning, which feels like a really, really weird thing to say about the back to back cup champs, but that, that's what it felt like to me tonight. Yeah,
1: you know, that's a good point, Brent. And I, and I think you're right in that. Um I don't I don't know how much they need a signature game, but they got a signature game. And everybody loves a signature game. And that would be it tonight. And even a thing like, you know, Ross Colton scoring his twentieth goal of the season. So, you know, the like who would have think Ross Colton? So the depth scoring they lost with Barkey Goodrow and Blake Coleman and, and um uh, and uh Yanni Gord leaving you know, that's being viewed as one of the uh, weaknesses compared to the Tampa Bay Lightning team. Weakness is a bit strong, but who won the two last two Stanley Cups. So, you know, you got a bit of that, and you got the other part, which I think is a, a, like a 100% legit, just about the exhaustion physically and mentally, Brent. Like, like, you know, we were exhausted. People out there were exhausted with COVID world, and they won in a bubble, and then they won in kind of a COVID-regulated environment, which... Uh, I view as maybe the two most difficult Stanley Cups to win. So the physical and mental toll it has taken on them, and it has. I mean, it is. It's just exhausting. So now you got to go back at it again, and you got to be the creme de la creme. You know, you, you got you to bring it for 16 wins at that incredible level. Um, and well, tonight, if you go by tonight, they can do it, right? If you go by tonight, they can do it. But that is the challenge for them. Yeah, that's that's exactly it.
0: And, you know, for the Lightning, that's going to be the, the thing, is when will fatigue rear its ugly head? If you're if you're them, you're sitting here going, it just did. That ugly stretch that Brent Gunning was just talking about after we thumped the Leafs, eight one, how dare he? That stretch was our, our lull. And that was them kind of running out of gas, and they're finding it. But, you know, it's so hard to be this dominant for, for so long, and that's going to be the challenge for them. You know, you look at the way this game goes tonight, I think the other kind of question it asks, of the Leafs is, you know, what are they like in these physical games? In years past, the Leafs would have got I don't want to say run out of the building, but they just wouldn't have had the firepower to answer. You got Wayne Simmons fighting Pat Maroon. And he said, you know what? Let's, let's fight again. You got Kyle Clifford running around and he, you know, he gets himself tossed for whack and Corey Perry upside the head, which I'm not going to say it's a good idea, but I'd be lying if I, I didn't stop laughing for the first 10 minutes. I saw that I couldn't believe Clifford doing that. And it's just, you know, I know both Clifford and Simmons aren't necessarily going to be in the lineup on, on any given or on every given playoff game here but it's just really nice for this team that if the games need to go that way and okay if that's the way it has to be played that it just seems like a team that's so much more comfortable they don't thrive in those games but they're comfortable even I think of a guy like Giordano he lays out Sorelli in that first real big scrum and it's just it's nice to have a guy who who can do that and you know for so long it's been okay there's Wayne Simmons but now it's not just him
1: well and the whole question about the physicality component whatever you want to call it in the playoffs, so. I agree, and I don't know how many messages were sent if they're going to play Tampa Bay as expected. You know, there was a lot of chirping. There were more 10-minute misconducts. And and I I do like that ingredient. I do like that spice the Leafs have added. But again, tonight, they lose 8-1. So, you know, so the the toughness park are are kind of challenging Tampa Bay and whatever. What does it mean? It's pretty empty when you lose 8-1. But again, when the playoffs start it's these different type there's different types of options that Sheldon Keith has uh, you know and and again Jason, you know guys like guys like Wayne Simmons and that they could they can they can score goals so it's not they're not you know but not like they used to but it'll be interesting or at least he knows he has those particular components to use so
0: it doesn't, again, I don't think this is the be all and end all. Uh, if your season swings on Kyle Clifford's availability in the last four games of the regular season, you're you're in a big, big trouble spot here. But do you think there's any supplemental discipline coming for that? Because I understand the idea of you, you can't swing your stick at a guy's head in the scrum. You have to penalize that but it's also not like it was a, you know, a screaming like Braveheart chop or something like that. Like, do you think Clifford's going to, could you see, I could see a fine. I don't know that he ends up getting suspended for that. Well, what's your read on that, Gord?
1: Um, You know, and I was really caught by surprise with the Austin Matthews suspense. We both were, Mm -hmm. I think we both were going back to that, which was two games. I could see maybe a game, you know, it's not worth quibbling about when you're talking about with all due respect, Kyle Clifford, it was, it was a weird, like he, you know, he didn't, you know, like he whacked a stick and it hit the player on the head who did not have a helmet on, which, you know, the player should have a helmet on. And he wasn't like it was more the errant stick. It was more um, how they don't how they call mostly a four minute penalty rather than a five minute major, even though Clifford got one It's just about carelessness. And I thought this was more carelessness, but five minutes, you know, seems to mean there's a bit more deliberateness in their opinion. So, Yeah. He gets a fine. He gets suspended a game. And when I say who cares, I mean, I know Kyle Clifford cares, but I just mean more about there's no way he won't be back for the playoffs to be one of those options for Sheldon Keefe to use. His accountant cares, uh, that's for
0: sure. Tax time, uh, five, five grand or whatever it is that could come out of his pocket if it's a fine and uh, a little bit more than that if it's a suspension. Yeah, he he would definitely uh, care there. But man, it, what a what a just mess that play was. I saw somebody highlight. That wasn't even Clifford's stick he was swinging. It was Nylander's stick that he was uh, whacking Perry upside the head with there. So uh, just a kind of complete yard sale there and just just one of those weird nights. You know, for, it, it is funny to think though, right, Gord? Because the last time these two teams played I'm sitting there going oh you shot six past Vasilevsky is that going to have any you know effect when the playoffs roll around is that going to you know be in the back of his mind well if it was I think he can kind of sit here and, and uh, you know feel pretty good about the, the effort he put up tonight it wasn't like the Leafs were you know peppering him with chances left right and center but it's just that's the kind of thing about playing Tampa is that even, even when you're able to get through them and get past all their lines of defense you still have him there and there were just a few of those kind of playoff battle saves and yeah some of it's lucky he, he gets he gets uh you know the the right bounce off a post here or there the puck hangs up in his pad but it's just another another example of yes Tampa's a scary team but the
1: scariest guy there might be the one between the pipes Well and you bring up a good point like you know for tonight it's um a good field game for the Tampa Bay Lightning looking to face the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. But then, you know, you bring up about the Leafs' success last time, particularly against Vasilevsky, because he seems impenetrable. Like he just, you know, has that mystique. And last year, Carey Price had that mystique. And so I like that game where they were able to really, you know, not not just get a little bit of a stream, but a big flood. And all that happened and understand that, yes, he could be the best goalie and, if he doesn't win the best, it doesn't mean he's not the best. He's as good a goalie as there there is in the NHL right now. But you had him for one game. So, uh, I, again, baby steps and, and building steps. And, again, Tampa Bay, not that, the, not that Tampa Bay really needs building steps, but they come back with a 2022 version tonight. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what you've seen
0: from this Lightning team. Uh, all of, all of the past, all the past two or three years that they've been asking, uh, they've been asked questions. Can you win in a bubble? Can you win in a pandemic? Can you win when you have a team that's $18 million over the salary cap? Yes, yes, yes. It seems like every single time, uh, they come up with the answer being yes. Uh, somebody whose game I like tonight, I know odd to say about a team that lost 8 1. Mark Giordano, he was acting rough, looking tough in scrums, just looking generally kind of like an angry dad. And I was very here for that vibe. Let's hear from the Leafs
2: Blue Liner. Well, I think we just got to take, uh, they were obviously it felt like all night, the more desperate team. Um, you got to look at what you did wrong. I think um, they did a lot of they played a hard game. They did a lot of uh, a lot of things right, but we we didn't get to our game at all. I, I didn't think uh the first was too bad, but I, I just felt like they had, you know, that extra step, that extra urgency in their game tonight. Before things
1: really like to get out of hand, what were like, some of the
2: specific challenges that they were Well, they—you can tell—they their focus was not giving us any, any time and space, and not giving us uh, much in, in their zone. I think uh, um, breaking the puck out is is critical against this team. That's when you get in trouble. Is when. They get you stopped in your own zone, and they they have extended shifts, which I thought they had way too many tonight. And then we also gave up uh, way too many odd man rushes. Will
0: this game matter if you two meet in the playoffs?
2: Oh, we we can definitely learn from it. We can definitely uh, from ours end the things it, it stings, and it should shouldn't feel too good for anyone. Obviously, tonight going going home. Um, but as far as the playoffs, I mean, game. If we meet them in playoffs, it starts clean slate from game one, and and you go from there. <laughs>
1: when it gets out of hand like that, is it just the score that's causing a lot of fights or are there things before
2: then that you saw that kind of, like, things get out of hand? Yeah, I mean, it's just, the score obviously has a big effect on on that, uh, but, I mean, it's just hockey. I mean, I've seen that over hundreds and hundreds of times in games and, and that get out of hand like that and, um, you know, nothing, nothing new.
0: There is Mark Giordano, one of the Leafs' deadline acquisitions, the biggest deadline acquisition, and quite honestly, a guy who has helped out in a big, big way uh, here on the blue line. Obviously not tonight. 8-1 is the final for the Leafs. And Gorge. you know, Giordano kind of hammering home what we mentioned. Yes, not good enough tonight. No, you don't want to make a, uh, you know, a mountain out of this, but there's definitely a few things you can kind of learn. Obviously, the Leafs still have a, a handful of games. They still have one or, well, two big, big tests left in the regular season. Saturday. They're on the road in Florida. Uh, The other big test comes in the last game of the regular season. That's at home Friday, April 29th against the Bruins. Now, Gord, now that this 8-1 debacle is in the rearview mirror, we don't have to think about this too much longer here. (laughs) How many more times am I going to get to see Austin Matthews in the regular season? Because, look, okay, the back-to-back, hey, that's understandable. Uh, You just want to give him an extra day. Of Of course, there's no need to rush him back for a game against Philly. It's been three games in nearly a week uh, that Austin Matthews has been off uh, about five days now, or it, it'll be, it'll be close to that by the, by the time Saturday rolls around. I, I don't know if he'll be playing Saturday. They wanted him on the trip, uh, obviously to give them that opportunity, but it, uh, there's a little part of me. I believe everything the team is saying, of course, precautions, take your time, be safe. But a little part of me is a little concerned how long this is lingering now.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. And, uh, Yeah, you know, one I want to say first about Mark Giordano, whoever comes out tonight, that's not fun. Like, I I give them marks, uh, you know, because it's like, you know, Brenton, you and I are worst exam ever, and then we go face the media, right? (laughs) And we got a 30. What do you say? (laughs) Yeah, well, I had a 33 after the first segment. You know, like, what do you say? What do you say? And so good on Mark Giordano. Austin Matthews, uh, again, if if he's ready for the playoffs – which they get a long break between. There's not a lot of games that Boston game you mentioned is like one game in 13 days or 12 days or something like that. So there's going to be a lot of healing time. I I take it, it at face value that it is something minor, but it, you know it it moves from that category if he doesn't play Saturday. But then are we overreacting, reacting selfishly because we want him to to see him score 60 goals and just say look if he's ready for the first game of the playoffs and 100% healthy game on, let's not worry about the other crap. It, it's, it, it will hurt him in the Hart Trophy voting, and it's going to be very close in the Hart Trophy voting. And, you know, that's just the fact that a lot of voters aren't really eminently well qualified and go by the ebbs and flows and what they hear and are easily swayed. So if he's out while Jonathan Huberto and Johnny Goodrow, for example, are making hay, you know, it, it could hurt him that way. But uh, I... if if If... If I'm from whatever I'm hearing, I I cannot believe he would not be in the lineup on Saturday, and um, if he's not, then you know we'll we'll talk about that then. If if not, then then I will start to panic.
0: I'll be I'll be by myself doing the Leafs post game reaction on Saturday night. And Gord, for all the listeners out there, I hope it is it is Austin Matthews in the lineup because I need you tethering me to reality uh, usually. So uh, we we will see, and hopefully that's the case because I'm with you. Sixty goals matters, but it doesn't matter more than the playoffs. So whatever it takes to have Matthews kind of rolling, you know, as best he possibly can. The thing I'd say about that is you don't want a guy with two weeks off before before the playoffs here. And uh, if he doesn't play on Saturday or Sunday, uh, we could potentially be looking at that with just a couple of games in the week after that. But uh, we we shall see. Now four games left in the regular season for the Leafs. Based on what happened tonight, Boston losing, Tampa winning, that all but locks up that it's going to be the Leafs and Lightning when the second round series. Uh, finishes up. And look, I didn't love the way the game went tonight, but I think uh, we're all looking forward to, uh, well, let's be honest, I can't handle another game seven. So hopefully not seven games, but a fun first-round series with the Lightning because, uh, you know, you kind of throw tonight's game away. But what we've seen between these two teams this year, uh, give it to me because I can't wait.
1: <laughs> and, you know, and let's give some props to Steven Stamkos, local yes. guy. And, um, you know, they showed a lot on TV, his parents and his wife and and uh you know he's a guy he's a guy that dabbled a little bit coming with the maple leafs and that but uh uh, he gets the tampa bay lightning record for most points uh, by a lightning player so congratulations to our local guy on the wrong team Yes, that's right. Our local guy on the wrong team. And my
0: wife's local guy. He played his uh, junior hockey at Sarnia, which is where my wife is from. So there you go. Look at that. Tons of nice. uh, at Stamp Coast connections tonight. And congratulations to him. Uh, he He's always kind of got just the short end of the stick injury-wise. But not tonight. Uh, the Leafs falling. 8-1 is the final. They'll be back at it Saturday. I will be back with a solo reaction show. Gordon and me will be back Sunday when the Leafs continue that roadie. Then there's just four games left in the regular season. Brent Gunning and Gord Stelling here thanks so much for listening to leaf station post game on Sportsnet net five of the fan